Hey mama, is the number one dream in your heart to have more time to be present with your kids? Do you wish you could be present enough to help create and instill godly character? Yet you are so busy with work, drowning in the to-dos, the laundry, and the carpool lines. Hi, I'm Michelle, a mom to three energetic kids, wife to an amazing guy, and daughter of the king. For years, I tried to manage my home while struggling to still have time to pour into my kids. The guilt was overwhelming and the to-do list just kept growing. And I was completely overwhelmed and stressed until I realized that I could create systems in my life and my motherhood that would change everything. In this podcast, you will learn time management, batching, habit stacking, setting boundaries, home organization, outsourcing, and you better believe we are going to be dishing out some chores so we can create hours of intentional time to pour into our kids since that is our number one priority as vibrant moms. Grab that lukewarm coffee. Let's stop time. Hello, friends. I'm excited to hang out with you today. I apologize if you can hear the leaf blower in the background. I believe there's some gardening work being done, which just is how it works. <laughs> All right, we are going to jump in today and continue our series on mental blocks and kind of being empowered. We're speaking truth into some of the lies that we believe, especially as entrepreneurs, so that we can move forward through these roadblocks and they won't keep us stuck that we can kind of move past these as we're making goals and getting set for 2024. Oh my gosh, does it feel like 2024? It's coming friends, it's coming. All right, so we've talked about procrastination, the hustle culture, mom guilt, comparison, the comparison trap, right? I fall into that one. Imposter syndrome, being Pinterest perfect, feeling lonely as an entrepreneur, all those ones. If you have missed those, go back and listen. They're all really great. Today, we are gonna be talking about the exhaustion badge and wearing your badge of exhaustion and feeling that that's just part of life. But we are raising the question of, does it need to be? Do we as entrepreneurs and stay-at-home moms, work-from-home moms, working, managing a house, doing all the things, right? Do we also need to wear the badge of exhaustion? So we are going to jump into that today and be talking about three solutions to finding peace instead of being exhausted. Now, it's so easy to just buy into the lie that our culture tells us that exhaustion is just part of life. Life is busy and we have all these things that we need to get done but exhaustion is just inevitable. We just are going to be exhausted. But is that really the case? Do we really need to wear the exhaustion badge? I realize that while I'm speaking this, we are coming upon the busiest season of the year, kind of the end of the year, the holiday season. And more importantly for us, is just to stop and reflect and plan how to alleviate our schedule in this season so that we can really enjoy this time. Before we get started, 
I am, as we're kind of jumping into things, right? I'm going to talk about three really fun devotionals, just in case you need a devotional to jump into and enjoy this Christmas season. I wanted to make sure I got this out here, this information sooner rather than later, so that if you wanted to order something or get it online, that you would have something to go through soon because it's already December. I know, crazy, right? So one of my Advent devotionals is, or one of my suggestions is in a book called An Advent Devotional, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. And it's by Ashita Chichu. I can't even say her last name. C-I-U-C-I-U. And she is just an incredible writer. I love these because they're just really short little little sections of a really tiny book of just talking about the different names of Jesus. So I love reading that right before I go to bed, kind of as a little devotional, because I'll be honest, when you're getting ready for bed and you're like lying there, you're all cozy, I fall asleep pretty easily. So I can't have anything that's too long. Another really fun devotional that I love, this one is so beautiful. Oh my gosh, you could just put it on your coffee table and just get it out every year. You don't even have to actually use it. So this is Shadow and Light. It's by Tish Oxenlander, O-X-E-N-R-E-I-D-E-R. And it's a journey into Advent. And this one I just really love because she talks about celebrating a season of wonder and waiting and just how you can go through this Advent book after Christmas or before, or it's just really gives you a lot of variety and kind of what works for you and your family. And there's lots of options in there. So that's another one of my favorite devotionals for the Christmas season for Advent. And then my very, very favorite, of course, is She Reads Truth. They have an Advent book that it they're kind of known for their Advent study at the end of the year. And some of their other ones during the year are beautiful. I love them if you do the subscription or anything, but their Advent one is the one that they're always very excited about. And it's just beautiful. It usually has recipes, maybe a couple fun recipes in here and really lights your heart in getting ready for the season of Advent. It's fun. This book is all kind of tied back to 80s themed Christmas. And so it's just kind of funny. They tell you at the beginning, why they picked the specific font and the colors and the style and just how they want you to use this book. And it's always very interesting of how they designed it. It's almost like a beautiful creation in and of itself. So you can get that. You can order it online and have it shipped to you. I'm sure you can get it soon. Or you can also get a digital version of it. If you go to She Reads Truth, you can download the digital version and then just upload it in Canva and be able to copy and um, write all over it and that kind of stuff. So that's another option if you're looking for some devotionals over this busy season. All right, let's hop back in. We were talking about the lie that exhaustion is inevitable and how we prevent exhaustion and the fact that we don't have to live with that exhaustion badge, that we can find solutions to peace. 
So yes, as we are saying, this is the busiest season that now we are talking about exhaustion. And maybe that is exactly where you are and where you need to be and just reflecting in that. I know often for Christmas, it can get overwhelming with all the to-do items, right? The normal things you have to do as a rhythm, plus things that are also extra, that are just kind of feel like they're on top. And that can feel just really hard because it's more. Yeah. Recently I was listening to another podcast that I love called the lazy genius podcast and the host Kendra Adachi is super funny, but she suggested writing out note cards for the events. It's a different system that she has. So she, in her note card system, she was saying, write out a card for each week of December and write what things are different are not your normal rhythm. And then you kind of get an idea of what things are different this week versus next week versus the next week after that. And it kind of gives you a visualization of how your schedule is kind of flowing so that you can plan accordingly of saying, you know what, this week we're going to have these normal events. Plus we have these three real fun Christmas events and our schedule is just going to be packed. So it kind of gives you a good visualization of that and the rhythm of your week. Now, one other option is with your planner, if you have a paper planner, to kind of write down those things, to take a look at if you have a monthly version of it. Each week, it's good to write those down of what kind of things you have going on. But really at this point, we want to look at like a whole month version at a time. So you can take a deep breath and kind of plan things out so you won't be as surprised or just feel overwhelmed and wonder why you're so exhausted at the end of the week when you may have had four or five different new things that you were doing that week and added on. And that just can feel like a lot. So take a look visually at your month. Now you can also do this. I tend to do this with each month, but a lot more in December, (laughs) but I've talked about it before a command center where I kind of have three different pieces that help me run my household. One of those pieces we'll focus on just for a second is a big giant whiteboard. And so on that whiteboard, I'm writing down all the events for that month and color coordinating it so that it's easy to look at. So visually we can see, oh, you have basketball games on these two days or these four days. And we wanted to go see Christmas lights on this day. And our church is doing a brunch on this day. (laughs) So how is that all going to work? So just taking a deep breath and kind of putting those things on the calendar will give you a visual reference to be able to see that. As I said, if you do it in your paper planner, maybe you're looking at the calendar plan portion, or maybe you're doing it, as I said, on a big whiteboard where you can see it all. Or maybe you're doing it with note cards. Any of those options are fine, but they may help you just plan out your month a little bit more. Now on this note, I think it's just really important to take a deep breath during these busy seasons and to plan in some margin. Now, personally, I live with three introverts and there's myself and my little one who he's not so little. He's 10, but he's my little one to me, but we are the two extroverts of the family. The other ones are all the introverts. 
And so I have found that my sweet family members just break down if we're running too fast, if we have too many events, if we're doing too many things, it just takes a lot out of them. So they are just done. And then they stop enjoying the things that they were doing or the things that we have coming up if we have extra things we're doing. So we've just learned that to prevent burnout and that everybody has a good time and really enjoys whatever the things are, the activities are that we're doing. We really, especially me, because I love doing everything. I love saying yes to everything, but I have learned that I really need to plan margin into our day, our week, and our monthly schedule. Because if I don't, disasters happen with my poor introverts and they are done. They can only take so much. So in knowing this, we have formed a natural rhythm that helps us to recharge and to find peace and helps us to take a deep breath even when we might be exhausted. So we are going to jump into that for just an example. Uh, some of the daily rhythms that we've kind of set daily, we have downtime after school. Typically, sometimes we don't have enough time for that. And we're just jumping right into homework, but usually coming back in the drive home, having a snack when they get home, taking a moment before they start their homework, that kind of thing just helps them to have some downtime and a little bit of margin, a little bit of a break after school. And then also before bedtime, we love to give them time to just relax and sit in bed and read. All electronics live downstairs in our office in a box. <laughs> it's right next to the wall. It's like a cute little craft box from Michael's and all the electronics stick inside of it and then are plugged into like a zillion things, right? But they all live down there. So there's no electronics in their bedroom. So they're not tempted to look at that in the evening. And it just helps their mind rest and kind of recharge before bedtime. They are able to like cuddle up in warm blankets and read a book and just relax their brain a little and take that moment before they go to sleep, which really helps the rhythm and the routine of bedtime just to slow everything down and to plan in time for that. So to plan in time in the evenings to take a long time to get ready for bed and to plan in that 15, 20 minutes, maybe even 30 minutes of downtime just to rest and read a book and then be ready to settle and go to sleep. During the week, our weekly rhythm for kind of setting in margin and rest would be that Fridays and the weekends, we really try to protect. So we try to protect Friday as a movie night for our family and we all just crash. We love movie nights. Sometimes we get movie nights started later in the evening on Fridays. And so we just end up watching some fun YouTube stuff together. We love Dude Perfect. There's all kinds of other ones that we love, but we just love hanging out and kind of watching something and just knowing that we're all going to hang out as a family. It's usually a no cook night as well. We either order something or we love to have like a charcuterie board or something. And it makes it really easy, but it's typically a no cook night. Our kids like to lay out a blanket because 
I hate a mess everywhere. So they lay out a blanket and have a little dinner picnic and just watch TV and it's just fun. Everybody relaxes and it kind of just gives us a deep breath before we hop into the weekend because we're usually crawling into Friday, right? You're exhausted. There's things you're doing. You're up early, going to bed late, all the things, right? So those are some of our daily and weekly routines. Monthly, we just make sure that we have some time. If we have vacation days, we either take a vacation or sometimes we just stay at home and do a rest day and take a break. So those are just some ideas if you need to build in some margin. In talking about margin and how to create that and do that, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into how to create margin so that that will give you a rhythm of peace, even in an exhausted week, even in a week where you feel like you have a lot of stuff that you're doing. Definitely write these down. Number one is to plan. So as I mentioned before, we plan out different times during the day, the week, the month, just to build in margin, to build in reflection time, quiet time, downtime, time where there's nothing scheduled, time when we're able to just take a deep breath. And that is just so, so important. So in planning margin into your day, you want to definitely think about the season that you're in, the season your kids are in, and just figuring out how to do that in your day and your week. So sometimes things don't work in a busy season that would work other times. Sometimes, for example, you have sports where all the kids have sports and it's just hard to plan in margin because you get home at six o'clock and you're trying to get dinner on the table and eat by 6.30 and bedtime is like 7.30 and you're trying to get all that homework done. So sometimes it's just hard to plan in margin. But as I said, we plan in just a little, sprinkle in a little during the week and then know that we need to recharge over the weekend. So that might be helpful for you. If it is great, if not, take it as a grain of salt whatever works for you. Now, we, as I said, don't intentionally plan things over the weekends because we really want to have a downtime that they can recharge. So kind of planning, thinking through your week, thinking through your rhythms, where can you put in a little extra time to take a deep breath? Number two is to say no. Now, I totally understand because I have a hard time saying no to things. I love doing fun things with people and saying yes to all the events, but sometimes we need to choose. Definitely choosing the most important things to be involved with is really important. And I know it has definitely taught our kids to choose what they want to be involved in. We really try to help them make good decisions of you can't do 15 sports in an art class and play the piano. It's just not going to work. So what one thing or two things do you really want to do? Let's see if we have the bandwidth to do those things. And if we have more, great, we'll reevaluate that. Or maybe you just take that time to just take a moment. 
So make sure that you are saying no to things. <laughs> you can't do everything you want or you're going to burn out. And then you're not going to enjoy the things you do want to be doing. Say no to what you can. And more often, it's probably a good thing to say no than yes. If you are having trouble saying no, like me, I have found that it's really helpful to put it in a sandwich. I heard a speaker at one point talking all about a good way to say no. And I loved it. They talk about first you appreciate the request. You say, oh, I would love to go to that party on Tuesday. That sounds so fun. Thank you so much for inviting me. Unfortunately, I am just stretched thin this week and I'm really just not going to be able to go. Thank you so much for inviting me. Please let me know how it goes. And if you have another party another time, I would love to come. Thank you. You didn't give an excuse of, I can't go because my kid has a game or I can't go because of this. You didn't even say you didn't want want to go. You just said, I can't go. And that is enough. But you're sandwiching it in between something very positive, saying, thank you so much for the invitation. I'm not going to take you up on it, but thank you. Let's continue to connect in the future. So I think that's super powerful and definitely helps me when I have to say no to things that I don't want to. So as we were saying, number one is to plan. Plan in margin into your weekly rhythm and schedules daily, weekly, and monthly. And then number two is to say no to whatever you can, even though it might be difficult to still say no. Number three is to be flexible to realize that you can change your mind. So I think sometimes we get set in stone when we've either committed to something or we haven't committed to something. And then we kind of like dilly dally in between, or maybe it's something you didn't commit to and you thought, oh, I wish we would have done that. And then now we can't. So then you overcommit next time. So it's really important to kind of find a balance, but also know that it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to be flexible. You can try planning out your schedule and putting in margin and saying no, but you may need to make adjustments and that's okay. Maybe you need to add something else in. Maybe, for example, like my daughter who comes home after school, her basketball season hasn't started. So she comes home and she's like, I'm a little bored. I like just have my homework to do. I'm not, I don't have a hobby. My other friends have stuff to do. I would like to do something after school. So maybe you add something in, or maybe you need to take something out. Maybe there's just too much going on with kids in two different sports and youth group and this and that and all the others. Maybe you need to take one thing off your plate, or maybe you need to swap something. Maybe your kid's like, I hate piano, but I love soccer. And so you're deciding, okay, you know what? We're going to finish off however many piano lessons you have, and then we're going to just continue full on with soccer. So give yourself just the ability to be flexible and change your mind. Don't be afraid to make changes. Don't feel that you're stuck in your schedule. If your schedule doesn't work for you, make it work for you. Oh, I hope that by talking through this lie that exhaustion is just part of life, 
that you'll be able to take a step back and reflect on what you are saying yes to in this next season and by creating margin in your schedule so that you can truly enjoy the things that you say yes to, that you won't feel burned out and exhausted, that you'll go see those Christmas lights and you'll be like, oh, this is so fun because you were able to say no to some other things. I really pray that this episode has blessed you and given you a new perspective on exhaustion, especially in this busy season. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate you. And I just want to say we're super excited. We are almost celebrating our 300th episode and I have some fun things. We're going to kind of share maybe our the best of up to that point and some other fun giveaways and things like that. So do me a favor and if you can or you'd like to leave a review, I would love to hear from you and how this show has touched you or you can subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And yeah, I'm super excited. We are almost there. So we will celebrate soon, but until then, have a busy, vibrant day. Did this podcast bless you? Did you learn something new? Did this podcast encourage you? Please leave our mom a review. Pretty please. I hope you loved today's episode, friend. I pray it blessed you, encouraged you, or challenged you in some new way that is helping you. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with someone else that needs community too? I also would love if you could take 30 seconds for me and leave me a review on Apple Podcast. This is the only way that I know that you are actually enjoying the show and that it is blessing you. Plus, it makes me happy to hear from you. Come on over to our free community, birdmichelle.com and grab your free gifts. I have free productivity programs and everything you need to know about working with me, taking my courses or connecting. Lastly, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. 